Everything we do is in and through people. Welcome to the radio show that will help you know yourself to increase your influence with family, friends, co-workers, and community. This is Learn It, Live It, Lead It with your John Maxwell team leadership coaches, Mike Cook and Monique Minnick. But for this radio show, say hello to Mike and Mo. Hello and welcome back. Uh, this is Mike. This is Mo. Good to be back with you. And uh, we're continuing to talk about the 15 laws of growth uh, when it comes to personal growth. Um, and so a law, a universal law, we talk about it every week and want to just continue to remind you, it's something that's consistent. It remains the same around the world in every culture. It doesn't change. Universal law works the same every time, just like the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. Works the same every time. So uh, effective leaders always are engaged in a paradigm of learning cycle, and that's kind of what we named our show. It's the learning cycle we will follow as we go through the format of the show here, and that is learn it and then live it. And then once you've done that, then it's time to lead it and uh, share it with others, uh, kind of be that river, not a reservoir. Don't just hoard the information you learn, but actually share it uh, with others. So, so we're going to talk format. more about that today in this next law about the importance of mm. are you passing along what you learn? That's right. Yeah. Right? So accountability time, let's follow up. How are those journals coming along? How many of you went to the page, our, our Leadership Lynchburg events page, and downloaded the Discover Your Why questions and really spent the time answering them? Are you doing what you like to do? Mm. And if not, have you determined the price you're willing to pay to do what you would like to do? These are important questions for you to answer as you understand who you are. Mm -hmm. And this next law is just going to lead us right into continuing that growth process. And so this right. week. So if you haven't done that, go back to the uh, the Facebook page, Lynchburg Area Leadership Events, and you can find the graphic that we put out there from last week's show. We'll leave those there so you can go back and get them and, uh, and check that out. So uh, this week we're going to uh, go on to uh, law number four in the 15 laws of growth. That is, says uh, the law of reflection, uh, which says learning to pause allows growth to catch up with you. Time to learn it. Okay, uh, so we're learning the law of reflection, which says, again, learning uh, to pause allows growth to catch up with you. So learning to say time out, um, the power of pausing. Um, there is a powerful thing in that and just taking some time out and in our busy connected world that's very difficult uh, it's not just saying time out like you would from a game but you got to unplug you got to set your phone in airplane mode or just do all those things to make sure that you you take time out but um, one of the things about that is uh, is that reflection um, turns experience into insight right uh, and what I mean by that, uh, you've heard the old saying, experience is the best teacher, but that's actually not true. Uh, experience is not the best teacher. If that was true, then all old people would be automatically wiser. Uh, so experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. And that's where reflection comes in. Uh, reflection is actually evaluating your experiences so that you can learn from them. So you have to pause, you have to take some time out and learn from your experiences. And in a law coming down the pike, when mm -hmm. we talk about the law of pain, this becomes a very important 
law to mm. partner with as well, because reflection is what gives you that insight. Another aspect of the power of the pause is that we all need time to do that, time and place to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pretty high energy, go, go, go kind of person. So pausing initially in my life was fairly painful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. If I'm being honest, um, because of having multiple plates spinning all the time yeah. and feeling like I'm at my best when that is happening. But I was missing things, right? Mm-hmm, I was not mm-hmm. I was not learning and I wasn't applying. And so, you know, for example, if someone is going down the wrong road, they don't need motivation to speed up. Yeah, Some of you true. listening that's to true. this or see the yellow light and think yeah. that means go faster. Yeah, yeah. That's not actually what it means. It means you need to stop, right? Or you need to start earlier. Maybe. Or start <laughs> that's earlier. That's a whole other Yeah, yeah. But if you're going down the wrong road in a decision or in your life right now, you need to just stop, if we don't take time to pause and reflect, you're going to miss the significance of, of events in your life. Mm-hmm. So what reflection allows the experiences to do is move us from being, and here it is, life markers to life makers. Mm-hmm. Right? Is is something happening to you that is just becoming a, a check off or just it seems to always be there? Or is it is it making your life? Is it making your life better? Is it making you better? So pausing allows growth to catch up with us. It makes us better. It makes our environments better because we then understand the significance of what we experienced and how to implement change Mm -hmm. and course corrections, because that's really what it's about. To go from markers to makers, you have to be able to course correct. And you can't do that unless you're reflecting, unless you're pausing. Uh, This also allows us to be much more equipped to teach others. Ah, the lead it part. The lead it part. There we go. Okay. Uh, Pausing with intention expands and enriches our thinking. Um, For leaders, a moment of thought is often worth an hour of talk. And I'm with you there on that finding that time and place. Uh, I was at a conference recently and and hanging out with a bunch of people, but I still had to go back to my cave, my room where I could just be quiet and and kind of think about what I just went through. That's a difference in personality style as well, which we'll talk about more in the in the coming weeks. But um, yeah, it it was it was definitely important uh, when when I talk with business owners. Often we we use the analogy of the the stage actor. Right, you're on stage. You're backstage or you're offstage. And sometimes that offstage time is really, you know, completely just away from it all. It really makes a difference. So uh, so pausing with intention expands and enriches our thinking. Uh, and so it has to be built in to our personal growth time. Uh, just like you build in time to read, you build in time to learn things and all that. Build in some time to actually think. And that's very difficult to do in our fast-paced, connected world because I want to be sitting with my phone, with the TV on, and multitasking and all that. Yeah. Right, because we feel like being busy is production. Yeah. And that's not not always true either. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll talk about that more. Another aspect of pausing and reflecting is there are are four I's to consider. Uh, The letter I. I only have two I's, yeah. Not two I's, but the letter I's. So... There, the, the four I's, I'm going to mention them and then I'm going to talk through them briefly, is investigation, incubation, illumination, and illustration. So these four I's are pretty powerful, right? So investigation is, uh, pausing is about finding the meaning in experience. And so that, that's the first one. You are thinking mm-hmm. through 
how has this impacted me? What can I learn from it? Um, what should I do with this information, right? How do I grow from this? So that becomes investigation. The incubation piece is taking an experience and putting it into a slow cooker, if you will, of your Oh, mind. the crock pot. Okay. The yeah. crock pot. Yeah. Now, there's crock pot of incubation that mm-hmm. is goodness, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about here. Not the crock pot of incubation of I'm taking it and I'm stuffing it and I'm taking it and I'm stuffing it and I'm taking it until it's so full that you blow. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. This is about incubation. And John really gives some great examples of this. He has a mental crock pot. And these are things that he comes up. These are how his book titles and the things he's going to focus on or work on. And so a couple of examples are are, are like uh, in his book, The 15 Laws of Growth, he talks about one of the things is uh, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Mm, yeah. That's, right. That's a, that's one to think about and put in the crock pot for a few. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the mark of an effective leader is the one who absorbs the punishment without surrendering their soul. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an incubation thought yes, as well. One to think right? about. Yeah, yeah. And some of you listening are great thinkers, especially mm-hmm. if you are a C communication style or an S communication style, you are very contemplative in your thoughts mm-hmm. and you tend to keep them to yourselves. And so you are great incubators of of thought. Yeah, I'll do that sometimes. I'll just like on my phone have the the notes app and I'll throw something in there and it's going to be there in a crock pot for a while before it ever becomes something I share later or you know, I have to chew on it for a little exactly. while. Exactly. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. it let it kind of um, yeah. marinate is another good word, but it mm-hmm. doesn't that begins with an M and not an I. True. The the third one is illumination and Jim Rohn has a great uh, statement about this. As you look back through the end of each day and your performance in that day, right? You should be able to look at your experiences and the results of the day have either applaud you or prod you along. Mm -hmm. So you either are feeling successful and feeling accomplished or you are feeling motivated to do it differently, to do something differently as Mm -hmm. you move forward. Um, And then the fourth one is illustration, Right. And this is the process of taking your experiences into a teachable lesson. We all have had those lessons in our life from our parents. We have life experiences that that we are working through. And so the illustration piece becomes how do you apply it? Hmm. I wish I'd have taken some notes, you know, years ago on some of those things now that we have kids and I want to teach them those things. And right. I know I learned those lessons the hard way. I don't remember the details. They'll come back to you. Oh, oh yeah. They'll come yeah. back to you. Yeah. True. And the last one we have, Mike, is uh, good questions are at the heart of reflection. Yeah. uh, When it comes time for reflection, actually asking some good questions. Um, John Maxwell has a rule of five, five things he does every day. Um, Every day he reads, every day he files, uh, every day he thinks, which we talked about a minute ago, and every day he asks questions. And uh, he talks about the daily bookends, um, you know, for those who still read physical books and not ebooks <laughs> and all that. If you put them on the shelf, you got to have the bookends on either end to, to keep them from falling down. So the bookends of your day, uh, you know, in your morning, you might ask yourself a question like, you know, what is the main event today? What is it I've got to get done? Or what is it that I'm going to regret at the end of the day if I right. don't get it done? And, you know, right. so kind of asking those questions. And then uh, reflect, reflecting questions uh which, you know, brings kind of insight into our experiences at the end of the day, asking those right kind of questions at the end of the end of the day, like, uh, what did I learn or how can I apply this and then how can I pass it on to others? So, uh, yeah, those questions and, and we'll put those out there maybe as well on the on the Facebook page. But yeah. uh, so um, we've done some learning. Now it's time to live it. How to live it.
So learning without application quickly becomes lost. Mm. Right? There's one I'm going to have to put in the crock pot too. Yeah. We hear a lot. We we those of you that are readers or podcast listeners or you take in a lot of information mm-hmm. every day, right? So information becomes knowledge, but the question becomes, what do you do? With yeah, that information? yeah. I always uh, I like the the analogy of uh, you take all these notes at a conference. You might have a notebook they give you the nice fancy thing or a journal or whatever, and then if I'm not careful, it becomes what I like to call shelf help because <laughs> I take that notebook, I close it up, I go home and I put it on the shelf, and then you know I remember somewhere down the road, yeah, there was something cool at some conference, but without actually going back through and reflecting, and what am I going to do with it? Yeah, shelf help. Yeah. Yes, very true. And and there are there are some great books, and you know the ones that you. You pull down all the time that you have multiple colored sticky notes in. The more the ones mm-hmm. that you that are the pages have got coffee stains on them. Mm-hmm. You have some of those on your shelf that yeah. you are pulling from and, and revisiting every single time, and that's because you're applying it. Yeah, right. And so, so we've got ten personal awareness questions. We're going to walk through uh, these. Mm-hmm. Will also be on on the web the uh, Facebook page as well. But we're going to walk through these briefly because they're very important as we continue the journey of of personal growth. So the first one is, what is my biggest asset? Hmm. Again, a lot of people don't think through, you know, what is that? What is what is your biggest asset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, mine it would be, and this is usually a mental trait. So let's just, that's a okay. hint for, for most okay. folks is mm-hmm. this asset is really about a mental trait. So like John, mine is attitude. Mm-hmm. I am very much a can do, can yep. be done. There's always options. Attitude determines altitude. Yeah, it, it yeah. does. Mm-hmm. It does. It has my whole life, right? It 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 becomes the impetus for a lot um, and the motivation just in of itself. So, what's a mental trait for you? Wow. Um, hmm. Drawing a blank. You're on a blank. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back to that. Yeah, one for yeah. You. Okay. So another one is biggest liability. Okay, those are easy to remember. Yeah. Now, this one also can be attitude or habit, right? Our, okay. our liabilities. Okay. Maybe that'll okay. be an easier one for you to answer. Is what's your biggest liability, mm. right? Yeah. Are because you a procrastinator? Those are the things that kind of come up first. Yeah, procrastinator is definitely one of them. <laughs> kind of like thinking about what my biggest asset is. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, um, putting off today what you can, can do tomorrow. Off, that's ex- or, yeah, I'll exactly. get there eventually. Someday. The someday. Maybe. The someday, someday maybe list. Someday yes. comes yeah. back mm-hmm. to us, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. The third one is, what is your highest high, mm. right? This is your emotional response to life. How, how has that, you know, these are, these tend sometimes to be those experiences, right? The, the, the day you fell in love, the mm-hmm. day you get married, the day you accomplish goals, graduate high school, sure. graduate college. The day you were born and the day you find out why. We talked about that before. Exactly yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. But what is your highest high, right? Mm. The opposite of that would then be what is your lowest low? low? Of course, right? Um, Back to the gravity again. There, yeah, Uh, and that's an emotional response to life as well. How we respond when um, uh, you've probably heard the analogy of uh, what's inside is what comes out when you're squeezed. You know, so you know if you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. What's inside of us is what comes out when we're squeezed, when we're pressurized, when we're really in the low or the the stress of things. And in crisis, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a John did a series back in March at the beginning of the pandemic on leading through crisis. And one of the things that a lot of people like to say is that crisis makes leaders. Mm -hmm. 
mm, it's not that they make them. It actually reveals whether or not who they you were yeah. are a good leader because yeah. the pressure is coming. What yeah. is your response? You don't have time to stop and think. Then you, you don't gotta, have time it, to it stop. It has to already be you. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. that that is a it's a it's a it's a revealing moment. Mm. It's not a making. It, it mm-hmm. will break you if you're not true true prepared. To the degree that you need to be, mm. right? So another one here is, what is my most worthwhile emotion? Now, that's an interesting one. Um, what emotion drives you to the most success? Right. So it would be worthwhile because it's it's going to help me be successful. So what, what, where does that come in for you? The most worthwhile emotion for me that drives me to success is I don't want to fail. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So my fear of failure. Fear. Of, yeah. OK. And I I work very hard to make sure that what I'm doing is worthwhile. Right. You've heard me say this okay. before. I work really yeah. hard to be right. So yeah. my humility yeah. sometimes gets the best of me. <laughs> my lack of humility. But in this case, I would say for me, it, it's that's what moves me forward for. OK. Me. And actually, uh, the next question, what's your least worthwhile emotion? That can be one as well. Fear uh, can actually Could drive, also, right? can drive that. Um, it can limit you the most. Right. Um, you know, people who are fearful of things are just not going to jump out there and do it. Um, and I've, I've talked to people uh, that, that that just really, really limits them. Well, we're kind of in a culture, have been for the last couple of years, that fear and fear and greed drive a lot of stuff anyway. But, uh, but yeah, we've, we've been in that, that culture where fear is driving a lot of things. And You know, self-pity is a big one yeah. for a lot of folks um, that because of circumstances, right? We, mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. We can't control a lot of what happens to us, but we can certainly control our response. That's true. That's true. And the self-pity one becomes, you know, very destructive if if folks are not careful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's it's important to make sure. And we talked about self-talk. Yeah. Right. Last Previously, time. that's right. Yeah. The law of the, of the mirror and the fact that what you say to yourself. I mean, you are inputting into you. On a regular basis, and you mm-hmm. need to make sure that you're putting yep. the right input in, right? It's when you're looking in that mirror, what are you saying? And so you've got to be careful about and recognizing, again, as a personal awareness and as we move through these kinds of questions, mm-hmm. you have to be bo- both acknowledge the positive and the, and the negatives, if you will, or the strengths and your weaknesses or your strengths and your blind That's spots. That's true. That's true. So that you can actually improve on those because you do not want anything in the liability the negativity side mm-hmm. to limit you or get you stuck or, you know, or cause you not just to pause, but to not move forward. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because self-pity can lead to the fear. Then it just, you know, absolutely. Kind of, it just yeah. it becomes a very vicious cycle of mm-hmm. victim mentality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. that people who are have been victimized don't certainly have the right to feel that way. But. If they stay there too long, it actually will get them stuck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we want to move folks forward. So let's talk about habits then. What is <sighs> what is my best habit? And that's interesting because usually we all just talk about our worst habits. These are my bad <laughs> right. habits. Right. I need to break. I, I need to quit that or whatever it is. But but what are your what are your good habits? The secret to a person's success is found in their daily agenda. Mm. Their habits, the things that they do, and just like we talked about John earlier, every day he reads, every day he files, every day Christmas Day, New Year's Day, if you ask him, it's it's 365. Those are habits, um, which, you know, if you followed him around, it would kind of be boring because he does. what he says, you know, right, yeah, right, right, so, right. Uh, but, you know, having having good habits can can be uh, a secret to success, not just worrying about what the bad habits, but then the reverse is true. 
what is your worst worst habit right habit. Mm-hmm. that's a right what what limits you the most mm-hmm. um for some people that's probably procrastination mm-hmm. tends to be a lot of it right the, the someday never never comes yeah yeah um but the when you think through right and this we even talked about small victories and little steps forward that's the daily agenda habit right yeah, yeah. it's about if you're going to change something you change a little bit when you are when you are diagnosed as a diabetic, mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is eliminate the sugar out of your diet. Right. Right. And for some people, that's huge if you are, have only been a sugared mm-hmm. beverage drinker, not giving any props to any certain kinds of beverages. <laughs> but, you know, I know with my husband, that was oh, a yeah. big one is, is paying attention to the carb count of things he eats because numbers don't lie yeah and yeah. if you keep things to a certain number you that's true improve your health you you know you're losing weight you're you're operating in a much better environment and and as a mathematician i mean he's a math major yeah, it's numbers um, yeah in a, in a high c communication style so he's mm-hmm, analytical mm-hmm. the numbers don't lie so when he when he decides to be committed to the numbers and he really follows it mm-hmm. first of all is very uh irritating to me because he can lose any kind of weight that he wants to lose right it's not right, the same right. for me mm-hmm. per se um biology plays into that right between men and women but his numbers from a medical perspective are always on point and mm-hmm. it's completely within his control right mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. habit right and then your worst habit you know are you a procrastinator are you someone who um comes in takes off your clothes leaves them on the floor and doesn't put them in a laundry basket right Mm, what is it, right? What is your habit? We're in there now. You know, know. We're not just talking. We're meddling now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? But but that's also what limits you. And, yeah. and you, that's that can also be a self-talk issue if you're, you know, if that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So moving from the worst habit, then, okay, here we go to, right, okay. what fulfills you? Mm, what really gets you going? Yeah. What is the most fulfilling to me? What says, I was made for this. Yeah. I was made for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were made for this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love public speaking, which is some people's biggest fear. Fear, right. And, uh, you know, when I get up in training and you can just see people's eyes and lights come on and they get it and you're connecting, that's just awesome. Yeah. Communicating but, and connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is John's. Obviously, oh, yeah, he's yeah. one of the master communicators mm-hmm. and, and he's sharing that, right? Uh, it is it is for me as well in the sense that I'm very much about information sharing, right? Mm-hmm, my license mm-hmm. plate says Mo knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I say that in a humble way because <laughs> I gather information and I I believe in sharing it. I'm definitely mm-hmm. a river, and that again is endearing to some people, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's irritating, right? But who will they call when they want to try yep, and know something? That's what They're you want to know. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. And so it's it's a powerful thing if you are really. Because that's the other piece, too, about what were you made for? And are you doing what really makes you say, yep, I mm-hmm. was made for this, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, yeah, in the business world, we talk about what it is that you're good at, what you love to do, and then what makes you money. That's kind of important as well, at right. least in the business side of things. You can that you hear a starving artist, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Sometimes right. it doesn't, just because you love to do it, but that's another topic, yeah. And then the last one is, what is your most prized possession? Hmm. Now, possession, people tend to think, is an object. Right. But not necessarily. It can be a trait. It can be hmm. an achievement. It can be a thing. Okay. Right? Okay. So for me, my most prized possession is my gift of hospitality. Okay. And generosity. 
Um, God has equipped me that way. Um, my parents modeled that for us, uh, being fourth generation military, you know, living around the world. You you develop family and friends pretty quickly. They don't have to be by blood. Yeah. Um, but our home is always open. My home is always open. Um, if there needs to be a meal, if there needs to, whatever it is, right? Um, but, but that is something that's my prized possession, and I spend a lot of time making sure that that stays, in fact, you know, open and available. Hmm. What what would you say is yours? Yeah, I, I never thought about it as much in terms of a trait or an achievement uh, as you know, just things. I mean, sometimes mementos, things that you'll that you can put up that will just remind you of a certain time, a certain place, or a certain, especially maybe you made a certain decision. It was a turning point in life, and some kind of a, a memento that you can put up uh, on that. Uh, so that that as well could be that, right? And in all of this with these questions, the the beauty of this is that the journey is really worth the trouble. Absolutely. Law of reflection. And this law basically says learning to pause allows growth to catch up with you. And when Margaret and I would take our children on, on vacations or when we took them maybe for a day of family outing, there was... When we were coming back, they knew that I was going to take them through a ritual. I would ask them two questions as kids all the time. I've asked this hundreds of times. I'd, I'd say, what did you love most about the day? Because, you know, they're kids. What, what was the most fun for you? And number two is, what did you learn? And they knew that I was always going to ask them, what did they learn? Now, now the reason for that is I was just trying to help them, even as children, to understand. And I don't understand why most people don't, don't, haven't grasped this yet. Don't let... People that you meet, experiences that you have, pass you without reflecting on them. That's a powerful statement he ended with. That bears repeating, I think, yeah. Don't let people that you meet and experiences that you have pass you without reflecting. Mm. Right? I'm a firm believer in that. There are no accidents. No coincidences. I don't believe there's no accidents or coincidences in life, right? The people that I've met... The intersections I've had have been mm-hmm. purposeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I've paid attention and done reflecting. Five years ago, I was in line to meet John Maxwell, and I met <laughs> Mo also in line to meet John Maxwell, and we were both going for certifications with the team. And, and we were in Florida. Yeah. yeah. And we were both from Lynchburg. That was we were really, from yeah, yeah, really. Um, so. And then we have other connections yeah. that we'll bring in later on, right? Sure. Yeah. But, and uh, as you've heard, as you mentioned earlier, Mike, and as John always says, experience is not the best teacher. Mm-hmm. It's a evaluated experience. And so the ability to take an experience and evaluate learning from it is what helps us grow. Go lead it. So, once again, the law of reflection. When you live this law, you will show others the way and empower them to learn it and live it also. So, uh, let's go back to those questions again, reflection questions that John was talking about. And we've mentioned a little bit uh, earlier some things to think about when you pause and reflect at the end of your day. At the end of your week, uh, at the end of your year, you know, it's good to kind of kind of combine those. But uh, schedule time to pause and reflect and ask yourself questions like, what did I learn today? How can I apply what I've learned today? And then also in the lead it thing, how can I pass on what I've uh, learned today? And then designate a place for that personal reflection. If you actually have a place for it, um, I have my thinking chair. Mm-hmm. And I know that chair's there for sitting and thinking and so... It, it kind of the fact that it's there almost becomes an accountability to remind me that, hey, you haven't 
haven't sat there today and taken some time to think. The chair's getting dusty. You know, let's let's uh, let's get busy. Well, and in my for me, it's honestly I have a live outside of Lynchburg a bit, and we have a beautiful mm-hmm. deck that faces mm-hmm. a beautiful the, the the Blue Ridge Mountains, and and that for me becomes a place that's quiet mm-hmm. and but not too quiet because okay. I need to have a little bit of white noise happening uh, around me. So the birds chirping and. You know, my cat meowing and trying to get into my lap becomes just some time to kind of breathe and mm-hmm. and just enjoy that moment. Right. Because the journey is worth the trouble. And as yep. we've been talking this whole time, it is important for us to take the time to pause because your goal in personal growth is to reach your potential. So you have to be able to pause yep. to keep asking questions, to keep growing. Right. So personal growth starts with awareness. We've last law Mm -hmm. about the mirror started you in that realm today we've spent a lot of time about understanding what reflection is about and how does that look and so we've got the homework journal yeah right journal time we want folks to go to the the facebook page lynchburg area leadership events to see we're going to list the 10 questions we talked through right right, earlier Mm -hmm. we also encourage you to develop a little of your own areas where you want to grow yeah yeah. What, you know, where do you want to grow and what does that look like for you, mm-hmm. right? So until next week. This is Mike. And this is Mo. Reminding you to. Learn it. Live it. And lead it. Got it. Yeah.